0: Okay. Are we on? We're on. We're rolling. All right. <clears throat> Here's your cigar. <clears throat> well, Doug, it's it's is uh, September 20 today. It's been a couple of weeks since we recorded. I think our last one was September 6. Looks like. Really, it's been that long. Ago. Yeah, it's been two weeks. Two weeks on the button. I guess we just oh, missed cause, cause one. We, yeah, because we, just, we missed just missed one. one. That made, yeah. it
1: sound, made it sound a lot worse when you said two weeks. Right, we've missed, right. We missed one show. So. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's all right. You bet. Life happens, and uh, I forget exactly why we didn't meet last week, but it doesn't know if, really did matter. Did I get a
1: job? <laughs> Maybe I got a job. Maybe we that couldn't, was we it. We couldn't, re- couldn't reschedule. Maybe
0: that was it. My schedule's been pretty crazy, too, actually. A lot of running and traveling okay. and things. <clears throat> But today we're smoking, as far as, we're getting ready to light up here, and I'm kind of anxious to get lit up. I am too. It's been a while since we've had smoke, so today uh, we're smoking the La Aurora Corojo, which Doug's built up quite an expectation for this cigar, so. You don't
1: want to get me a bottle of water. Do you need water or do you got coffee?
0: I've got coffee tonight. Yeah, it's an interesting, maybe it's interesting, maybe it's not, but we're actually uh, hanging out in the evening this evening versus the morning, which usually we sit down and do this around 10 in the morning, but now it's a little after 6 in the evening, which is a little bit of a change.
1: bit of a muggy night. It's usually cooler when we enjoy a smoke, but it's not a a bad day. It's mild. It's been breezy, even though it's hot. Um, But the cigar, um, this is, as I've said every time, this this is the last, I didn't say that every time, but this is the last in the collection. I've said every time we're doing this La Aurora collection. Um... They released the Preferitos collection in the really cool kind of Torpedo Perfecto shape. And uh, they were really expensive, but they got cheaper when they started, re- you know, when they got popular and they started releasing them in, in other shapes. And this is the Corona shape. And uh, it, it's been fun to go through the collection. This is the last, and this is the one I'm most excited about because I know that generally I like Corojo or Criollo wrappers. Now there's a lot of reading you can do on it. They're not both the same, but they're similar. And so instead of trying to sound like an expert, I'll just tell you, um, research it a little. But I I like the Corojo, and I think I like it better than the Criollo. They're related. One is like a crossbred tobacco, and one is a more pure. I think the Corojo is, is a more pure a purebred leaf and it came from cuban seed if i have my info correct and the criollo is like a what do they call it when they there's a hybrid i hybrid. think it's a hybrid, hybrid. <clears throat> um tobacco yeah. leaf so i didn't cut mine yet but i i, I like the smell yeah like
0: the, that's i mean i just took my sort of my first puff mm-hmm. and that's <clears throat> it's sweet and pleasing very nice that's uh I've liked
1: several of them, and I think that's that's why when you start having fun with cigars, you start to learn what what you like.
0: Mm.
1: I mean, even cross brands, I've liked the Corojo Leaf, so mm-hmm. um, that's been fun. Mighty nice. This is going to be very enjoyable this evening. I didn't do a pre-draw, and that's okay. I i don't want to rush myself, but I, I, I am anxious to get this lit, so... Well, um... So what's what's been happening in the world because it's been 2 weeks a so lot's
0: happened yeah you know it's been it's been kind of funny because i've been a little bit out of the news cycle um it seems like i feel like uh at least politically we're stuck in a a cycle that not really much makes me interested anymore we have had some pretty serious weather events mm. um the hurricanes just keep coming I think we've got one slamming Puerto Rico now. It's down... I guess it's... Uh, what are they... It's a Maria, I think it is. Maria? The, the latest one I don't know
1: about. I've actually been working really hard coming home and going to sleep, so I haven't <laughs> like got much hurricane news. I've got a yeah. little bit of political news, and that's been all.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I, I guess I'm still a little bit frustrated. I think most of my frustration politically, if we want to talk about politics for a little bit, is the unwillingness for... The establishment politicians, whether on either side of the aisle, to work with the president. I mean, it's just it's maddening, and there'll be a whole mo- whole bunch of momentum on a certain issue, and it'll just die as soon. As, I mean, they'll talk a big game. These these yeah. establishment people talk and talk and talk, and then when it actually comes down to taking a vote, yeah. they chicken out. Or I mean, that's that's to put it nicely. I'd like to use harsher words for them, but. They chicken out and they, and they don't do anything or they vote the opposite. And then there's a few that stand out and actually, you know, do vote the way they say they're going to vote. But I I just, I think that in 2018 we're going to see a lot of primaries happen and I just hope, I hope that uh, we're going to see some politicians fired.
1: Well, I, I've been, I, I, I don't want to, by, by the way, I want to come back to that in a second. Mm-hmm. I do want to, I do want to kind of. Take hats off to all the people that's been suffering in the hurricane thing because I'm the kind of guy that's like, you know, yeah. it's not going to hit Iowa, and right. so I kind of, I kind of, but for my like for my own heart, I need to remember that a lot of people have been going through suffering, and I I care, and I I really I don't want to say I like suffering, but suffering brings us together, and that's a that's a great thing. I've been yeah. through struggling times, you know, when a kid in church dies, at, you know, a young kid dies in church, people come together, and nobody cares who's who's Democrat and Republican, you know. Um, <clears throat> at that point nobody cares they just care that we're human beings that are struggling yeah. and, and so that's the nice thing about... It's a reality check It is, it is yeah. so and uh, so it, it sounds like there's been, uh, what was the first one I forgot Harvey? Was it Harvey? Maybe, maybe it was but The one that hit Texas Yeah, it sounded like they were pretty prepared for that they were yeah. locked and loaded as best they could be, you yeah. know
0: well, and it, it was a little bit of a different storm because there, I think, from what I hear, that there was a lot of flooding, and the flooding was really bad, but it wasn't, there wasn't the winds and the destruction. Yeah. I mean, there was destruction from the floods, but it was mostly just water. It rained and rained and rained. Yeah. Um, these, these that have hit Florida and Puerto Rico and, and these places are, have been pretty fierce storms. Some of the largest ones ever recorded. Yeah. I'm told.
1: Well, and since since it was Florida that got hit, they if they were in Florida suffering from hurricane, they would want me to be sidetracked and talk about this cigar. Yeah, <laughs> this Floridians one. love cigars. They do, they do. Um,
0: Especially the Republican ones.
1: This is <laughs> <laughs> this is an amazing cigar.
0: Yes, it is. Um, <laughs>
1: gosh, the it's got it's got a nice spice, and you know mm-hmm. I can spice gets too strong. I just I'm, yeah. I'm not happy. But this is a nice spice, but with that spice is sweet, almost yeah. almost like that banana bread, sweet, kind of. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ha, oh, ha, oh, ha, oh, this is what I want in a cigar,
0: so. Yeah, this is a nice, enjoyable cigar. I'm glad it's
1: living up, because sometimes I get so hyped about, excited about something it can't live up. But so far, if one quarter of an inch in, it's it's doing well.
0: Ha, ah, mmm. I'm tasting ai I'm, I'm I, I'm still getting the liquor, you know. And a lot, several of these I've tasted whiskey. Hmm. There's, there's actually one. Okay, when I was in Rwanda, we uh, they had this product there called Bunza. Mm-hmm. Starts with an M. Bunza. Okay. <laughs> Funny. And uh, <clears throat> it's a banana liquor. Oh. And for some reason, this just in a split second, I, I got the Bunza taste, but. It's not, a, there's not a banana in there, but it was kind of the, had a, well, sort of a heavy liquor, heavy syrupy, licorice type of.
1: Well, and I, often when I'm getting that sweet bready, I call it banana bread, and I don't know that it really is, but maybe it is, because if you're thinking something. banana liqueur, I'm thinking banana bread, maybe we're getting something similar there, and, um, but I, I would, I would think banana liqueur would be, maybe had a little rummish, wouldn't it? The hell would yeah,
0: be? it was, it was, uh, it was some pretty wild stuff. I don't know. I, I didn't really like it. I brought some home mm. just to share the experience with some of my friends, but I, I wasn't really a fan at all.
1: Well, I should mention the sometimes when I purge, you know, which is blowing the smoke through a small part of your lips to kind of uh, concentrate the flavor, um, sometimes there can be a like a stainless steel. It's not exactly bitter, but it, you, you might think bitter. Until you realize it's more like a steel or an iron hmm. taste that I don't think is pleasant. This doesn't have it, but but probably seventy percent of the cigars I smoke do, and so sometimes I won't purge if that happens. But this one, the purge just brings out the. I don't know if it's. I don't want to say it's cocoa yet because I'm unsure. But that's. I guess that's a guess. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: It's, it's going to take a while. We're we're barely into it. I'm just really yeah, excited. About we're just the flavor, getting started. So. Well, so anyway, our prayers go out to everyone hit by the hurricane. I, uh, you know, I, this, this is a little bit of a sidetrack, but it's related to the hurricane. <clears throat> you know, it's funny that, um, you know, there was a, what was there, an earthquake or a hurricane over in India?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, you know, people, I, uh, you know, you start worrying about, well, if I had to prioritize my worry, I would probably worry about Americans more than I would worry about Indians. And, and your tribe? We talked about right, that. and I, I think that's and I think that's right. I'm, I'm not a racist because of it, but I realized also that I have some friends in India. So there's a handful of people in India that I would worry about more than I would worry about the people in Texas and right. Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's I hate this idea that it's like you can't like. You can't care about one group of people in any way without somebody thinking you're uncaring yeah. for someone else. And that's just not the case at all. It's like, I can give my daughter a gift without cheating every other toddler in town. <laughs> right. You know, it's just, that's, that's well, an insane <clears throat> pro- pro- proposition.
0: Yeah, and just to speak to that, I think is there's another sort of problem that we have is that we, we, we care what they think. We've kind of been conditioned we've we've kind of accepted a little bit of their sensitivity and and you know that's i think something that keeps men today from being men is the fact that they think they have to worry about what people think when we really don't we really don't have to care a bit care about who you want to care about love who you want to love don't like who you w- want to not like yeah did i say that right i think so
1: <laughs> i actually just just um retrohaled too much and bur- burnt my nose a little was, i look over and you're kind of like drowning. I know. It tasted really, I mean, it tasted and smelled really good, yeah, but it was too much fine. and it burnt my nose, so I'm like, I kind of almost missed what mm-hmm. you said. But, but I understand what you're saying, and, and, he, and, and I, I really want to piggyback off of it, because there on, on a certain level, I want to care. If you're a person that I'm talking to face-to-face and you're sensitive about an issue, I care about you and I want to present things differently. But if we're just talking about the culture at large being being pissed off because I don't like somebody, I just want to say, "F you, you're ridiculous."
0: Well, you're talking about Kinda, just, you're talking you know? about a <clears throat> common politeness that I think we've sort of lost. <clears throat> Part of that, I often wonder if if the reason we've lost this sort of common politeness is because we don't carry guns around on our hips anymore, <laughs> you know. An armed society is a polite society. You don't want to offend, or I mean, it, it, there was a day, not that long ago in this country, where if you called somebody a liar, that was a, you were you, you were gonna have a duel. They would they might yeah. challenge you to a duel, because you called them a liar. You know, so there was a general sense of politeness. You were polite to somebody because you don't know if they're gonna whoop you. You know, and man, I think that um, we've gotten soft in that in that. ...regard to where people think they can just say whatever they want to say. Yeah. And that's... And, and, you know, whether... You have the freedom to hold whatever opinion you want to. But, I mean, a common politeness says... I'm not going to talk about it too harshly... ...in yeah. front of somebody I don't know... ...because that's just common courtesy. Well, yeah,
1: and splitting hairs... ...because this is a really important place to split hairs. I And I think you agree with me. The freedom... ...to say... ...inappropriate things... Mm-hmm. To be mean, to be rude, that freedom should be protected. But you shouldn't be rude. And you shouldn't be mean. Mm-hmm. Um and so I like the idea that, you know, nobody's you know, nobody's telling me I can't be mean. Mm-hmm. That, that, but I have if if I want to be effective and communicate with a particular individual, then,
0: you know, I I, I have to take into consideration how they're gonna hear me. Sure. Now, <clears throat> here's a question. Then, okay. just springboard off of that. Okay. If if I have the freedom to offend you with my speech, do you have the freedom to defend yourself and your honor and your family's honor? Um, like we were just talking about, you know, this the 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 reason people were polite was because you might get your rear end handed to you if you're impolite. Uh-huh. Is that is that a right thing, or do you feel like we need to be? Let people spout off and let people slanderize and. Um, <clears throat> I mean, you look back and you think, "Wow, that there was some, kind of some good things about that, weren't there?" The fact that if if uh, somebody was just a, a genuine jackass, that they would kind of get theirs. Um, yeah,
1: um, I'm going to answer fast because I need to. Yeah. Because sometimes answering fast pushes me into a corner I don't want to be pushed into. I think civility is better than, I think being moral because you risk repercussions is a worse morality than being moral, being civil in a
0: situation because you ought to. Not because you're afraid of punishment. I might be wrong. Yeah, I I, I think... I, while I would say I agree there because you're talking about a good heart is better than a disguised evil heart. Yes. However. But that's not what you're asking. <laughs> disguising an evil heart is better than just letting the heart be evil. Yes. And. So there's like degrees here. I think we're, there's a ladder of of <laughs> politeness, maybe that. I don't know. I remember
1: when I was listening to Tim Keller talk talk to somebody, some really smart atheist guy that was trying to an atheist he wasn't known for being an atheist but he was a professor that was trying to talk about morality from a non-religious perspective which is really hard to do Mm -hmm. but he was super smart and tim keller eventually said you know if i if i had the choice i'd rather you be a nice person even if you were doing
0: it for the wrong reason yeah
1: and it was like of course it's like society operates better it's necessary it's (laughs) really necessary
0: i can this a case in point um, went with some friends from church Sorry if I'm smoking you out it's No kind you're of not, going I straight just
1: do
0: um, uh, Some friends from church and I Have been going to hockey games During the winters And it's been really fun <laughs> Now, I'm the pastor So I'm, you know People look to me to kind of Be the moral, I don't know what I, Sometimes it's not, I feel like it's not fair But I suppose it is, it's my, it's my job yeah. Anyway, we're at this hockey game And I have my two boys sitting next to me at this hockey game and a bunch of my guy friends are around, you know. And these are guys that we ha- we have each other's backs all the time. Okay. And uh, there's these some college kid, college age, some twenty-somethings sitting behind us that are drinking, having a good time, whatever. That's fine. But the language is getting pretty bad. And I've got my two boys mm-hmm. here. And so after a while, I let it go for a little while. But I'm, it's getting to the point where I'm not going to let it go anymore because it's mm-hmm. just it's it's offensive to me. It's not it's not civil. It's not mm-hmm. right, and it's and it's, I, I think it's harming my boys, mm-hmm. right? So in between periods, uh, my boys kind of moved off, and they w- went to go s- uh, talk to Grandpa or something who was there, my folks were there. And so I finally turned around to these guys, and I, and I had it planned out. I'm like, if, they, if they're going to make something of this, then I'm just, I, I tell my church this. I've said this from the pulpit. There are some things that are worth spending a night in jail.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> defending honor and defending what is right is is one of those things. So finally I turned around to these guys, and I say, hey, you know, I don't care that you guys are having a good time tonight, but keep the language down, because I got my boys here, and I don't want them hearing that. They immediately backed off. I mean, they, I must have had an intimidating enough appearance, or, or maybe they just realized, didn't realize that they yeah. were f- being offensive, and that's fine. But, but you know, I was, I was totally willing to go, to go to it right then and there. If they, <laughs> if they were going to escalate it, I was just going to go for it. Because I, I think that, um, I don't think that's being a bad example. I guess is what I'm trying to say is to defend defending the dignity of, of decency. Is that a thing? The dignity of decency? Uh, uh, maybe. Um, yeah. I um,
1: I think, and, and this is where I'm always gosh. I, I I try to think how would a how would a leftist respond? You know, um, and 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 a leftist might say, well, yeah. If you don't like it, leave. And you know, of, and, and I would tend to, I wouldn't. Well, want what happens to, if
0: everybody does that? Right, right. And where I, does society go? Well, but know?
1: I wouldn't want to escalate it to violence. I would say no. Right. I yeah, you guys have, you guys have the right to do
0: that, but I'd, I'd like my but, boy. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't. I wasn't going to be the one to escalate right, it to right, violence. Only if but they if they, they wanted to go there, right.
1: And I, you know, on some level, it's just, you know, I, I don't like violence, but the idea, and, and this is, this is where things get conflated. But if somebody. Mm-hmm somebody attacks you um if, and we talked about this in in my self-defense class years ago when i was practicing we, we started calling it instead of self-defense class we started calling it others defense class yeah sure. because if someone hits me it's one thing right but if but if my family and my kids are threatened in any way that's different it's yep. you know my my honor my other cheek doesn't matter near as much as theirs does hmm and um, that that was kind of a general consensus. And this wasn't all. This was a Christian self uh, self defense class, but it wasn't all Christians that were there. And even the non Christians were like, "Oh yeah, they were all about that." Yeah. You know, it's like I like this idea of, you know, you could you could be offended, you could be damned, you could even be attacked, and maybe just getting away. Even if, and this is this is where it's key in martial arts. Even if you're like, "Dude, there's only two of you. I can take both of you," but not. Because it might not be worth it. But if my kids and my wife are there, Mm -hmm. and I've only been in one situation, and it was a friend's kid. We were actually at an MMA event when they were first Mm -hmm. coming out. (laughs) And the local ones were not really safe to be at. Mm -hmm. I think they're a lot better now. But it's like I was worried for my uh, friend's kid. He was only like 11, and we we left. It was Mm -hmm. bad enough we left, um, and it was getting violent, and we were... We were on. We were. <laughs> we were ready to get out and go if we and if we had to.
0: I mean, and it. I guess the, the underlying principle that I want to that I want to conclude on or whatever in this is just that there are some things that are worth fighting for. Yes. And there's various degrees of combat. Sometimes we just combat with ideas, but sometimes we have to go to fisticuffs. I think there are some things that are worth fighting for. Yeah. And even if you get your butt beat, I mean, if somebody offends my wife. And um, I mean in a bad way, mm-hmm. and and I decide to fight <clears> them, <throat> even if I get my butt kicked, yeah. I think it's worth it to say no, I'm not going to let you just do that. So I'm going to pu- at least I'm going to at least try my hand at that.
1: Can I push back a little?
0: Sure. Okay, so because this is, this is fun,
1: um, so if somebody said something nasty about your wife, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, how would you respond?
0: Well, it depends. That's a pretty. It is pretty broad. Pretty big, broad thing.
1: Would you ever initiate physical violence because of a nasty verbal remark?
0: I would confront it. I don't think I would initiate. I wouldn't just haul off and slug somebody because of something they said. But I would definitely challenge what they said. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa." You know, okay. You need to apologize, or you you need to leave, or whatever. And if they wouldn't apologize and wouldn't leave, I don't know.
1: I like I like pushing the limits because I. I see people that push, that jump to violence too quick.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, w- whether it's anti or just somebody stupid or somebody sure. a little bit drunk. I mean, shoot, if I got a little drunk, I might push violence when I, <laughs> when I shouldn't. You know, I mean, I gosh, I remember talking about to a concealed carry guy who mm. just said, "Man, if you're yeah. going in, if you're going in and having a few drinks, it just, you know, if you think you're going to cross the line, you might want to yeah. put that
0: gun somewhere yeah. else." A well, lot, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, that takes it to a <clears throat> whole different level yeah, of liability there.
1: Well, and, yeah, and <laughs> liability. Who cares about liability? Stupid ability, <laughs> you know? Right. It's You know, if I'm going to get stupid, I don't, mm-hmm. you know... Well, I mean,
0: just what I mean to say is that the consequences for your actions at that point, if you're armed with yeah. a gun, mm-hmm. the consequences of your actions go way up. And um,
1: not cool. Curious question. Yeah. I don't want to get too sidetracked because I, I like the, where we're headed. If you got in a fistfight in a bar and you had a gun, you were in the wrong you were let's say you weren't I don't there might be I don't think there's a zero tolerance anyway you you let's say let's say you weren't drunk, you weren't legally drunk, but you got a fist fight in a bar and you were in the wrong, okay? Nobody knows you had a gun. the cops come break up the fight, then they find out you have a gun. Are you in more trouble because you have a gun? I, probably.
0: Really. I mean,
1: I'm not saying whether you should be in more trouble. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying I, mean you are. I think okay. the,
0: the response of the police officers in that is going to, I mean, you're going to the nth degree at that point. If they find out you have a gun, you know, you're probably, you're going to jail. Okay. I mean, I would assume. Yeah, I mean, I I'm, not, I'm not guaranteeing, but I know when cops see a gun and there's already been a fight and mm-hmm. now they know you have a gun, it's, well, it's I mean, if they showed up, and the gun wasn't out, they showed up. I mean, if the fight's over and yeah, and, 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 and you're in done. the wrong,
1: and the fight's over, and you're like, "Dude, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't draw my gun, but I have one. You, you, you need to know this." <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Then I don't okay. know.
0: I, I think it, depend, it, it would depend on a lot of things, but I think do if not you're willing, go out. Do, do not go uh-oh. out. <clears> oh. <throat> I was
1: talking too much.
0: <laughs> I don't. I honestly don't know. We should get. We should get a, a law enforcement's uh, officers a uh, professional opinion on yep. that. But, but. Uh, I think that if the fight was over, then it would just depend on whether a person was going to f- file charges against you or, you know, because if they're going to file charges against you and you're going to go to jail for assault anyway, well, then you're definitely going to get your gun taken and they're gonna, you're going to get frisked and everything. But if everybody's cool and it's all over and then and you're not going to get cuffed, then they may not ever know that you even had it. Yeah. And I certainly wouldn't announce it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I've got a gun. <laughs> No, I mean, <laughs> game over. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, do you tell the cops that? If the cops are cuffing you, you're like, oh yeah,
1: I've got, I've got a gun in my belt. They'll, ask, Please, They'll ask. They'll ask. Yeah. Okay, we we should. There, there's a I've there's a couple that, there's I've been a couple in that guys. Position before <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. there's there's a couple guys that would would come and probably visit with us a little bit. That we yeah. should we should consider and maybe take some notes on who yeah. we should bring in for a guest. I, I think about some people that I think are very caring people. That have completely opposite political views of me. Mm-hmm. That would be fun to talk to, Sure. and I, I think they would be reasonable people, even mm-hmm. though like, even though I wouldn't agree with them. Sure. Um, so I start thinking about who we should bring. So my I talk too much. My cigar almost went out. I don't know. If, it might
0: warrant mentioning this. I think I read. I think. I think maybe you are talking too much. I'm measuring my cigar up. Uh oh. Ah. I think you're gone. Crap yeah yours is yours just a little is, bit, yeah of course I, it. I kind of jumped right on this thing so
1: your your ash fell off, too, didn't it? Mm-hmm. okay, so mine's breathing breathing better maybe i'm I'm loving this cigar. I can't believe I'm talking too much on this cigar.
0: It's just got you so excited oh, on the subject of violence, quick before we go on into some of these other things we wanted to talk about. I saw recently, somebody had posted on the internet a video of uh, Black Lives Matter walking up on a Trump rally. And this video is going like crazy right now, so if you're hearing this, you might have seen the video. But essentially, there's a bunch of people having this Trump rally, and Black Lives Matter comes up with all their t-shirts and stuff, and their hands are up, you know, and they have chains on and stuff, and they're, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. The, uh, The organizers of the Trump rally... Did the perfect thing. They said, hey, listen, we're going to do something different. And we're going to let you guys come up on stage. And we're going to give you two minutes to say what you want to, to say. Oh. say. And uh, it was great. It, was, it, it worked out. You couldn't plan it better. The guy goes up there, said, uh, started, he gave, you know, just a little two-minute speech about why they were there, what they wanted, what their point was, what they were trying to do. And the audience was awesome. They cheered for the things that he said that were true. Hmm. They questioned the things that they thought were illegitimate and and he even answered some of the questions, you know, people would yell, What about this, you know, and, and he would answer from his perspective and in the end there were handshakes and hugs and it turned into a I mean it was a it was a paradigm shift for I think a lot of the protesters that came.
1: Yeah.
0: But so I saw this video and you know, good vibes and Cool. Wow, this is great. You know, we need more of this. And I've actually heard more than one story of this sort of thing happening. But I couldn't help but think, what would happen if the Trump supporters came to the Black Lives Matter rally? <laughs> I don't I can't even imagine that they would be met with the same Pro- probably not. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to judge them. Yeah, off, you know, yeah. straight up, but but oh man, I just from the little videos I've seen of Antifa and and Black Lives Matter rallies where people counter protesters show up, it's not it's not been pleasant.
1: Alright, so cigar update. I think this taste is pretty consistent. The relight didn't seem to hurt mine. I'm drawing a lot to to keep it <clears throat> keep it lit so it's a little bit warm. And sometimes that can change the flavor. It doesn't seem to be hurting it any. Um I lit it through the ash, and it didn't seem to give me any bitter taste. And it's just, it's just got that mm, light sweetness. A little bit of the pepperiness is gone. I think that might be be the change. Still got, I think, that sweet sweet bread. Not cocoa. If I was tasting cocoa early, I'm not, I don't think I'm tasting it. There might be a hint of coffee, though. Coffee and cocoa
0: yeah. are similar. I, th- I think it's much more of a coffee taste than a chocolate cocoa. I'm liking this. I might be liking it because I haven't had a cigar for a yeah. long time. It th- <clears throat> I, to me, I can't smoke cigars too much. Once a week is plenty. Mm-hmm. Once every two weeks, I enjoy it even more. That's for sure. Especially such a nice, a nice tasty cigar. Well,
1: even, sometimes even, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to go rave it on cheap cigars because I don't think cheap cigars are worth the money, but someone gives me a cheap cigar, I'll smoke it and try to find out if I like it, uh, you know, because I, I just think, I think it's fun. It's, I don't, and I don't know if I've ever said this before, but I, I do think that when you go from a 4 to a $5 cigar to about an 8 to 10 or even below that, if you're, if you're, you know, getting cheap stuff the chances of you getting a good cigar are far far higher if you spend eight to ten dollars a cigar. Ninety percent of them are gonna be really mm-hmm. good. Four to five dollars cigars, you're about fifty maybe not even 50-50. And if you get any lower than that, your your odds go down that mm-hmm. it's gonna be a great cigar. And so, you know, if I have to if I have to have less cigars because I'm spending eight to ten dollars a cigar, I'd rather buy eight to yeah. ten dollars cigars. Oh, totally. <clears throat> totally. So uh, anyway and this is this is nice, and I don't... Do you notice any nicotine? That's... I'm
0: not... A little bit, but not... I mean, just barely.
1: I'm talking kind of a lot, so that might mean there's nicotine. It might just mean I'm excited about what we're talking about. Mm. I like I like a just a gentle, a little teeny retrohale. Um, it makes the taste better, too. Mm.
0: I haven't done that yet. I, I guess I should. It's it's, it's spicy.
1: When you blow it through your nose, it was pretty strong. Really
0: getting coffee on, on the retro hill. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure, instantaneously.
1: Hmm.
0: Hmm. Good stuff. Very tasty. La Aurora Corojo. liking
1: it. Are we a third yet? Pretty close. Yeah, I'm a third okay. for sure. You are too now. I think. Yeah, I think I caught up me. with that
0: relay. So. Ah, oh, uh, anyway. Mm. Well, you want to talk a little bit uh, about <clears throat> citizenship, Doug? Yeah. DACA. Which, what does DACA stand for? There's the Dreamers Act, right? The Dream Act? Maybe, maybe that's part of it. I actually... I, I can't
1: tell you what it stands for, but I, but I believe it means roughly those people that came... Like, if you came here illegally, had a child in the United
0: States. Um, or brought your child. Or, I think.
1: Well, if, if you were illegal... Oh or, yeah, even if you brought your it, basically child, yeah, if, you were, if you brought a child, yeah, you're if, right. you, if you were a kid, yeah.
0: basically what they're trying to do is is legalize uh, people who came over not of their own choice, but somebody else brought them because they were a minor or a dependent or right. something like that. Yeah. Um, and I'm so I don't
1: want to talk about DACA yet. I want to talk about mm-hmm. citizenship first, and then mm-hmm. and come back to DACA because because DACA forces forces me to. To, to think differently because I'm a pretty hardline person when it comes to immigration but what is citizenship? It's like I've never thought about what it means to be an American citizen because I've seen the line blurred so much and I've heard um, some leftists and, 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 and disclaimer here I I have a 20 year old daughter 22 22 year old daughter somewhere in the world her mother had dual citizenship she was legal I believe Grandma, um, married an American was was a, her
0: grandmother married an American.
1: No, that's uh, see, my daughter's grandmother, okay. married an American, and so she got citizenship that way, mm-hmm. um, and lived lived in America lived in the United States a long time. Um, had mom, mom was born here, legal had dual citizenship, and then mom and I had a child mm-hmm. that is now 22 so you know <clears throat> call me a racist or whatever i'm pretty hard-line when it comes to immigration but i started to think what, what does it mean to be a citizen so i'm going to put that disclaimer out there to let people know that i'm i'm kind of vested in this a little mm-hmm. bit sure um because uh, you know aunt juanita might <laughs> you know might be affected by this but it's like does citizenship mean anything can you can you answer that for me i'm not sure what it means to be a citizen
0: well, I mean, okay, first off, another disclaimer. Um, I'm not super educated on this. Okay. But I can tell you what I think and what I feel. Okay. I, I think that there's a, uh, an unwritten, I mean, in some cases it is written, but there's sort of a, a contractual ar- agreement between a, a nation and its people that says we're going to invest, you sign on the dotted line, and become a citizen of the United States. We will invest in you because you are invested in this nation. I think, to me, I mean, that's, I guess on an, uh, that's what I think. When I think of citizen, I think of somebody that, somebody that is, has agreed to be a part of a nation and that nation, in turn, has agreed to support them and to to make decisions to protect them and to benefit them. We're not lawyers, politicians, or experts on this. No.
1: But what if I didn't sign a paper? I didn't. I was born here. My right. mom was born here, my dad was born here, my grandma I don't know how far back he gotta mm-hmm. go before. Mhm. So what does it mean for me?
0: But you have signed <laughs> see that's why I say it. in some cases it's unwritten. It's a, yeah. Because right. you you ha you always say, I am an American, you know, I'm I am i am committed to following American laws, I'm committed to America's ideology, at least the the way it's supposed to be, you know. <laughs> we can there's a lot of room to a lot of wiggle room in there. But but you have agreed to uphold American standards and in turn America has agreed to <clears throat> honor that commitment by um, so, supposedly helping, I guess. When I
1: was young and stupid, mm-hmm. which is always in the past. You never want to say I'm currently stupid, but... Um,
0: <laughs> You're certainly not young, Doug. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs>
1: so, um, when I was about 18, I said to somebody, and I don't believe, I don't believe this now, but I said to them, um, yeah, I'm, I'm an American, but, but so what? What has this country given me Mm -hmm. and i somebody ripped me a new butthole because she had um a dad and i think maybe a husband that fought to defend america and she really she was responding in anger basically telling me i was stupid instead of educating
0: me right
1: well throughout the years after that i i understood more what i didn't know and that that's a problem when you, you you yeah. don't know. Ignorance is ignorance. You don't yeah. know what you don't know. Exactly. Yeah. And then learning what, what I actually haven't particularly visiting other countries, just yeah. coming
0: back to the United yeah. States when it's like,
1: oh, you're an American citizen, welcome, you know, come on in. Welcome
0: home. When they say welcome home, you've been, you've been overseas, when oh they goodness. say welcome home, or, you know, whatever they say. I've, I've, they've said that to me, welcome home. That's great. It's, if you haven't had the experience, you don't really realize or go- what
1: it's like to be a foreigner. I go to a gas station in Honduras, and there's, yeah. there's an armed guard. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, AK-47 military yeah. armed yeah. guard guarding the gas station. Yeah. And I'm like, are those really necessary? And the people are with me Goes, yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> oh, dude, when, uh, one, one day in Rwanda, I mistakenly took a picture near an army base, <laughs> and I got drawn down on by three or four Rwandan no army guys really? with their AKs. <laughs> and they're, point, they're pointing them at me, and I realize to myself, I have no rights here. I mean, I'm just—I'm a foreigner. Yeah. I mean, I've got a visa. I've got a stamp in my passport, but right now that doesn't do me jack. You're right. <laughs> they could shoot me You right got now. a bullet in you. That <laughs> right? It doesn't do you a lot of good. Yeah. Due process? Oh yeah, we're not in the states, are we? No yeah. Miranda rights. This is just whatever. Due yeah. Pro-
1: <laughs> You're on the wrong end of a bullet. Due process yeah. doesn't matter. So um, mm-hmm. yeah. So that helped me realize some of the some of the benefits of, yeah. of being an American and just. Honestly, having, having the freedom to kind of, most of the freedom, to kind of do what I want. I could I could be a lazy punk and, you know, drink way too much beer and whiskey and work a crappy job the rest of my life if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I've got more ambitions than that. And thank goodness I'm free to pursue those ambitions. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <coughs> Go ahead. Yeah, so, so what does that mean? But I do think, and, and this is where it started to make sense to me when somebody was talking about immigrants illegal immigrants and they just said well what's the difference between an american citizen and an illegal immigrant and i'm like uh you know i'm I'm, yeah what so i have the right to not be kicked out of the country and you kind of don't yeah um you're a human being so Mm. you have some inherent value there and so do i but because i'm a citizen that does elevate me and people don't like it. Don't yeah. I mean, left leftists don't like when you say, "How dare you think that you're elevated?" But I am. Mm-hmm. I'm an American citizen. Yeah. And so that is a, a type of elevation, and I think trying to say that because they're a human being, they just naturally should be treated as an American citizen. It's like no, yeah.
0: that's um, just it's so off base on so many levels, and it is. It's one of those things too, and there's a lot of things like this where mm. people, if they if they really would think about it logically they 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 don't even agree with what they're saying i mean if you have if you have ownership let's say you have a house yeah you own the house you you can decide who comes in the house and who has to leave the house they're are legal i mean if you come into my house and i say you have to leave you're trespassing you have to leave now yeah. <clears throat> and you refuse to leave i have i have legal things that i can do i have rights to my own property <laughs> and and anybody any leftist would agree with that they would agree with that on principle, but they just they forget that it, that also applies to to a nation. I mean, if I have a backstage pass at a concert, I have a badge that gives me <clears throat> rights to go yeah. certain places and that other people don't, mm-hmm. whether because I've paid for it or whatever. Um, I mean, just to say that everybody has equal access to everything—that's that's silly. Yeah. No, but nobody believes that. Now, and and they don't.
1: And, and, I do think, and I always like to try to figure out you know, where someone that's a leftist that would try to say that I'm silly for feeling elevated, it's coming from, I do think it's coming from that that they care. They care about that human being, and so do I. Right. It's not that I don't care. And when you're face-to-face with someone who's an illegal immigrant, and you realize that if they get sent back, things could be really bad for them, you you care. Mm -hmm. But as a policy issue... It's, it, it becomes different because if there is no policy, you, you actually then. You're not a nation anymore. Right, you're not a nation and there, there is nothing to care for. You're not bringing them to anything. Yeah. Um, the fact that there is something to come to um, of value to become a citizen, that, that matters.
0: Mm-hmm. And. Um, yeah. So it's hard. <clears throat> I think the, the, the thing that is in the balance is, is not that they are valuable as a human. Because they are, yeah, and, and there's even already... and there's even a really strong biblical case to not abuse the sojourner, not yeah. to abuse the alien, yeah. but rather to to uh, to care for him as you as you can and things like that. But we can't disregard the fact that somebody who sneaks into our country has broken the law, and yeah. and they and and that is important. That's an important distinction, I think. It's and. We have to address it. Pathway to citizenship. I think there should be a, an, an easier pathway to citizenship than there is, but, to say that we are not allowed to put any qualifications on that, or or to limit who comes in or how they come in, <laughs> that's just ridiculous. I, I
1: like the I like the house analogy because I, I haven't thought of it this way, but if someone's in my house, yeah, and I tell them to leave, they're trespassing. They leave. Fine. If they're in my house stealing from me, it's a worse situation. Oh sure. Yeah. Um. But if a complete I this this would never happen I don't think. But what if a complete stranger came into my house and started vacuuming my floor, dusted, did my dishes and and um you know painted my house. I'm like, wow.
0: Good analogy. That's a really good Woo, analogy. Wow. It's like, you know what? I just you did a lot of good stuff. You're bringing some value to me. I don't yeah. know you. so I want to get to know you now. Yeah, it's like
1: I'm I'm not <clears throat> sure I'm comfortable with you staying in my house, but this but this is awesome. I appreciate this, mm-hmm. you
0: know. Yeah.
1: Um you're it's a little weird cuz you're trespassing on my property but
0: you know (laughs) there's a there's and 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 that person needs to understand your distrust for them because they're in your house and you didn't welcome them in yeah and so as long as they're willing to say i know you don't trust me i'm gonna work all the harder now to earn your trust and earn your protection and you know whatever else but it 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 does and and i know it, it gets complicated when people are are
1: already here um, and, and here's here's the thing that I, I do agree with um, some some conservatives on the fact that they need that the border needs to be tighter. Whether it's a wall, whatever it is, I do believe that there needs to be a tight border because with a tight border, you actually have something worth coming to.
0: Right, with, you have with, more to offer that person.
1: Yeah. And um, yeah. and the thing is, here's the other thing. People accuse you of being a racist. It's like, no, no, no. I care about the Latino jobs. I care about the black jobs. I care about the Russian pe- jobs. I care about the Rwandans, the Somalis. I care about them having good jobs and not having their jobs being stole by illegal immigrants, even if they're white immigrants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so it's, it's not a race thing. It's a whoever's an American that's make being a citizen matter. Let's let's let it matter. And yes, being a human being matters too. Um, so maybe maybe that's maybe we beat that. I don't know beat that horse, but maybe we have talked about that enough. I think because we're not experts, I think we've said about all we can say there. And um, I like that analogy. <laughs> You're, you painted my house, really?
0: Yeah. No, that's great. It is a perfect yeah. analogy because yeah. there are some people that are sneaking into the United States illegally because they feel that they don't have a choice. They have to. And so, and, and, and I really do, I, I mean, I, when we lived in Minneapolis, we, there was a lot of uh, Mexican immigrants, Guatemalan, I mean, Central American, yeah. um, and I'm telling you, top shelf people. They would help, I mean, if they saw you on the side of the road and your car was broken down, they'd come and help you. Yeah. <clears throat> the neighborhoods were safe because they, they, took, you know, they took care to keep their neighborhoods safe, mm-hmm. and I would trust them. They, I mean, they had earned my trust in that regard. Now, there's you know, you got some gangsters, and yet that you always have that in a city, but but yeah, I was okay to have those people in my house, so to speak, in my, in my uh, metaphorical house. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, rem- I remember. I guess I'd like to bring this a little closer to home, and it's it's not necessary for the conversation, but it's a fun story. Um, I'm there's some things I'm going to assume here that may not be facts, but I think I think they're correct. There was an Asian, man, what, is Asian. I, I don't really care yeah. about being politically correct, but I like to use the right word. I think Asian's is the word I'm supposed to use. An Asian man that I you, believe was but not Mar- from Russia. You're talking about right. like Oriental. I'm, I'm, yeah, can we say Oriental? He, he's in fact Chinese, Far East. Okay. He was. He was Chinese, and I think he was an American citizen, mm-hmm. a fairly wealthy man, in fact. And do you remember? Um, I forgot their names. Um, I know them. Their, their, their daughter was playing violin. Her, that was in the elementary school. She was a really good violin player. Anyway, um, doesn't matter. I forgot their names. They ran Wangs here in town. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Tony, Tony and Betty. There we go. Oh,
0: wait. Um, no, no. Ken. Ken. And Betty. Ken and Betty. Ken, Ken and Betty. Betty. There we go. Yeah, Ken yeah. and Betty.
1: And I and, and <clears I'm> like Ken. <throat> I, I don't know if Ken was illegal, but I believe he either was illegal. I, I think he probably came over illegal, legally, and overstayed. Okay, and so when he went home to visit couldn't come back, mm. but the story isn't even about Ken, whether he's <laughs> illegal or not it's about that he was horribly taking advantage of um, Latinos, um, yeah. particularly Antonio, okay. who um, gave him this horrible dumpy apartment that he could live in for free, and he was working for two dollars an hour and um, so and I started talking with Antonio and I was like and I, you know, I asked him. So, you know, what do you what do you make an hour? And when he started telling me what he gets paid, it's like, and you work how many hours? And it's like well, we figured it was mm-hmm. two dollars an hour is what he was getting paid. And he was just paid cash and could could live up above, but was working like 12, 14 hours a day mm-hmm. at Wang's. Was he happy? Um, he he was fine. He was sending he was sending almost all his money home because he you know he'd buy some beer. and get work. For, he was he was okay with it because yeah, he could eat at work. Right. He, he eats at work. He's fine making two dollars an hour. He he didn't mind. But, he's, but I'm like asked him if he had a green card. He's like, oh, no, I don't, I don't have a green card. He's like, well, I don't even know what to do. I don't know what to do. He's like, mm-hmm. well, can we do something to get you a green card? I'm like, you know, and I'm, I love speaking Spanish, and so every time I go into Wang's Chinese restaurant, I right, yeah. Spanish with mm-hmm. Antonio. Multicultural experience oh, here. <laughs> and it was, it was just great, but it ended up when Kenny and Ken and Betty went home <coughs> to visit in China, they couldn't come back. Antonio never heard from him. Antonio and the other couple guys that worked for him were out on the street, no two dollar an hour job. Yeah. Um. So, and and he actually I think ended up maybe getting maybe getting a job at a meatpacking plant, but uh, you know he's he's working hard. He's trying. Yeah. And, and I'm perfectly willing to advocate for
0: him. Well, you know yeah. what? Honestly, I I don't see what the problem is with that situation. As long as Antonio's happy. If he's cool with it, Mm -hmm. and he's feeling like, hey, you know, I got a good situation or better than I had where I was, I, I don't, I don't, I guess, you know, as much as I do believe in borders, and I believe in good border policy, if Antonio is here, he's working, he's not committing crime, like, violent crimes, you know, he might be a border criminal, but as long as he's not committing crimes, as long as he's happy, I can eat cheaper at the Chinese restaurant, and... He's happy. In essence, he's helping himself, and he's helping his family. Mm-hmm. I don't see a problem. As long as Antonio can't bring his whole family up here, apply for food stamps, apply for yeah. welfare, yes. apply for medical care, better than what I have, yeah. and be living high on the hog, as long as he's not eligible for any of those the benefits for citizens, yeah. then I don't care. I, come on. <laughs> I really don't care.
1: Yeah. Um, and, and the thing, that's that's where... you were the first person who... Who actually said once, I think you said this, open borders are fine if you can't yeah. take care of enti- if you can't take advantage of entitlements yeah
0: I think that is yeah, yeah.
1: and uh, I, but I still think that having a secure border matters yeah um, but because then again it's still it, it's something because then when you, they get citizenship, they get citizenship mm-hmm. awesome. you know what your cousins want to come okay, let's figure it out. Yeah. You know, I don't just think they, they get to come because they're your cousin and now you're legal right. because being a citizen is a really big deal.
0: Yeah. Don't make it a little deal. Mm-hmm. And, if, and if Antonio wants to work to become a citizen, I'm, I'm, per, I'm totally fine with him being here, staying here, working here. If he wants to become a citizen, I think that's a good thing and I'll help him become a citizen. And, and that, yeah, he'll get his card and he'll say, hey, I paid my dues. Now I can earn better wages. I qualify for benefits. Awesome, awesome, awesome. <clears throat> but you commit violent crimes, and buddy, I'm not your friend anymore. <laughs> yeah, <and here's, laughs> at all.
1: Yeah, and it, on the hard line. So I'm going to say this out loud, and don't anybody hate me for it, because like yeah. I said, I like saying things fast, and then maybe changing my mind later. If you're a violent criminal, I'm not, not sure. Legal. Huh? <laughs> yeah, and and you're here I'm not sure that your whole family needs to go back. You know what? Make the because make the consequences severe. Yeah. You know what? Uh, because doggone it, don't be a violent criminal. Mm-hmm. If you want to be here, you want to do yeah. it right. Do it right. Yeah. Or your family suffers. Yeah. And family isn't as big a deal in America sometimes as, as it is in other countries. Mm-hmm. Man, you, you you lay that out there. It's like, stay on the straight and narrow. Do it right.
0: Yeah. And I, I mean, <clears throat> okay. So as long as we're on the, as long as we're saying things out loud, bold, <laughs> quick statements. Yeah. I honestly think I am not against capital punishment. I think if if a person you now Antonio was probably a great guy, but if Antonio came here with his family
1: He's our caricature today. Yeah, he's you know,
0: <laughs> sorry dude, if you ever listen to this and we're talking about you but
1: we love you, Antonio. We
0: do and, and but it's, okay, so Antonio comes here, he brings his family, and Antonio rapes and murders somebody as an illegal citizen. I think as an illegal uh, yeah, I'm sorry. As an illegal alien okay. or an illegal, whatever you want to call it, yeah. undocumented migrant, whatever R- you R- want R- to call R- it, yeah. um, I, I believe in the death penalty and shipping his family back, and yeah. um, because because I mean, like you said, you have to set you have to have a hard punishment for people who are going to come and take away. They're not even going to come and benefit. They're going to come and take. Then that's yeah. I have a big problem with that. How are you any different than a spy or a traitor at yeah. that at that point? Yeah, and yeah. So, how's your
1: sorry. cigar? Um. Yeah, we need to update because we're. I'm two
0: thirds. I'm yeah. two thirds down. I think you are too. We're about eight minutes away from the hour mark too on this are we? show. Okay. So we probably should try to keep it to an hour. All right. Well, um, cigar wise,
1: I'm loving. I'm loving this. Um, it's easy smoking. It's one of those. We're we are talking. This is pretty mm-hmm. vigorous conversation today, just for whatever reason.
0: So it's been since it we talked. So we're <laughs> kind of jacked
1: up. <laughs> but so I'm. So sometimes when I don't think about a cigar, that's almost that's almost better. It starts. I think about
0: it, and then I just enjoy it. And, and this yeah. is one of those. Um, Generally, I only think about it if it's abrasive. Something. <clears throat> something is this uh, un, is not pleasant.
1: Yeah, and this I might I might have said this before, but. When I smoke a cigar that is less sweet than I like, more more earthy, but it's a good cigar. Even though it's not the perfect like for my palate, the, the cigar that I like, if it's a good cigar, I enjoy it and I can enjoy it and smoke and talk. Um, if it's if it doesn't have any negatives, you know, good cigar, well made, smooth, n- no construction issues. But man, it, it really it jumps up that much more if it if it hits what I like. Mm-hmm. And this is this has got that this is it's I think it's turning to a little more coffee now. Yeah. By the way, um, and I might be losing a little bit of the sweet, bread. What do you think?
0: I'm, I, I follow you with the coffee. I think it's great. I'm actually enjoying a cup of coffee now too. So it, it okay. sort of enhances that. <clears throat> just kind of makes it. It's just a really natural blend. And when you say coffee, you just mean you straight coffee. You're not a you're not a milk and sugar guy. I'm now. not you a milk and sugar guy. Actually, right now I'm drinking a cup of coffee with a shot of espresso in it. So it's it's coffee, you it's got, you got strong pool. coffee.
1: Yeah. Okay, because we're because we're at six p.m. Yeah. yeah, actually,
0: I have I have work to do when I get home too. So do you? Okay, all right. I plan on burning the uh, midnight. What do they call it? The midnight oil tonight. Yeah. Okay,
1: so we'll check in one more time on the cigar when we get clo- mm-hmm. closer to the end. But we got about five minutes or so. So, yeah. um, we we talked a lot about citizenship and immigration. That's okay. Is there anything we were going to touch on that we we didn't or should we just try to wrap
0: well i think we can we can blend one more topic in if we run a little over the hour we're okay too because i think that then our next topic that we had planned to talk about really follows in this vein of of kind of letting a market develop and let it decide what's uh how how should i say this we we planned on talking about a little bit about free market about how Mm. um sometimes it's best not to make a law but just let the market decide what, what works, you know, and I think it, it, it blends together. So you want to, you, I think you had a story that you uh, wanted to tell. Or... I, I, I did, because there's, you know, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm working in an industry that some people that I'm close to don't necessarily like.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I know at least one of those people also doesn't like big government. So they wouldn't say, "I don't like this industry." So I want a bunch of big government rules to restrict or to stop this industry.
0: But Usually, some, but, that's
1: people's first. But, but right, that's yeah. what people say. I want a rule. Oh, that's bad. I don't. I want a <laughs> rule against it. I want a rule
0: for these people, but not for me and right. not for my friends.
1: <laughs> right. And so, uh-huh. and and it was just today I was thinking. You know, there's all kinds of things. Um, you know, people wouldn't like about the industry I'm working in, and it's like, well, but we don't need a bunch of rules stopping it, but the people that are saying we need rules ought to be saying, no, what we need to do is innovate. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. need... And, and I thought this years ago, and then it, it's it's recently, t- and I'm actually not going to talk about the hog industry. I'm going to talk about trash. Trash. When, trash. When recycling became financially feasible, people started recycling more. Now, they're... So... Uh, there has been some forced governmental regulations on recycling, but when people started realizing if I just collect the junk and consort it, I can make some money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's what ought to be done. It should be we should innovate. If there's something we don't like and we start thinking there should be a rule against it, no, no, no. What we should do is saying how could we innovate to make the
0: better way to do things financially feasible. Well, <clears throat> yeah, and I right to jump on that. I don't. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but in my, from my perspective and my observation, government mandating recycling didn't do anything to, to, to make it. What, what made it financially viable was somebody saying, hey, I can, I can get a whole bunch of used or discarded widgets, and I can upcycle them. I mean, I'll, I'll use that term instead yeah, of recycle. Yeah, yeah. I can upcycle them and make this product, and I can get all my material for free because these people are just throwing it away, and and I can make money. It's not it's not the fact that the government said you should recycle or other. Well, I just you know I saw a, a, an opportunity and I took it. And those are the people that are making money at it. Yeah. When and, the government mandates mm-hmm. that we recycle, all we end up with, with is rules and bureaucracies and penalties and a drag on the economy.
1: Well, and also what I
0: think now. The- This I'm not sure of, but again,
1: I'll say this out loud, I think when you have a bunch of government regulations, whoever's in the industry that's that's smart says, okay, government regulation is the minimum standard. Now I'm just going to maximize this, hit all the minimum standards and just maximize this. Mm -hmm. So actually what they do is it doesn't really help. The industry just grows barely above the minimum standard Mm -hmm. and and actually um, becomes bigger. But it's just it's just floating above the minimum standard. Mm-hmm. And if the minimum standard wasn't there, and people were innovating and saying, wait a minute, huh. why are you, why are you living just above the minimum standard? Let's erase the standard and say, how can we monetize this and make it better? How can we make you more profitable mm-hmm. and actually help you do better? You know, if if you don't... If you don't like a large production of chickens or large productions of pigs, you don't like the way it's being done, then do something innovative. Maybe even create a market to where those big chicken or hog farmers will say, no, maybe what we should do is have a whole bunch of little bitty farms because we can make way more money per head than we can otherwise. You know, you have to use the market and innovation to raise the standard, not not governmental rules, because that actually lowers the bar. Mm-hmm. Not not to mention that, not to mention that when there is a government standard, the people with money just lobby, to mm-hmm. <laughs> lobby to make things go their way.
0: Yeah, I, and I'm glad you said that because I think what the elephant in the room when we're talking about this is there's there's a human nature element I think yeah. that is gonna be there no matter what the law is, no matter who's running the laws, there's always gonna be people that want to well that just don't care what kind of destruction they they create. They just wanna their their bottom line to be healthy and they're gonna produce a sub a subpar product. Because whether or not there's a government standard, there's gonna be a minimum society yep. standard. Yeah. Yep. And and there's gonna be people that just crank out as much crappy product as they can because they know they can sell their crappy product at a crappy price, but they're still making money, so they don't care, you know. And there's going to be people that don't have a value of creating less waste, and they don't have a value of of creating a, a pleasant town or a pleasant environment. They're just gonna they're just they're gonna hurt whoever they have to hurt to benefit themselves, and and that's all. But that, see, the lie is that we can create the lie. Is that we can create a law that can solve that problem? Yeah. You can never create a law that's going to solve the problem. You're always right. going to have it, and so, I mean, if you're, I, I guess in all of this, you're always going to have people that are just going to scrape the bottom and don't care, and that's just the way it is. And I think that we need to be able to understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
1: agree. And uh, so, we're getting to the bottom, and I'm I'm gonna. Whether the recording keeps going or not, I'm going to finish um, this one where mm. <clears throat> there's less than a third left. My ash just fell off, and yours is probably it's fallen a couple times. Getting ready to. so yeah. um this has been pretty consistent. I think the coffee came up towards towards the end. Uh, maybe that sweetness is still there. I'm not quite getting the sweet bread, but maybe there's a little bit of sweetness with the coffee. I'm not not sure. Mm. We should though talk if we're going to talk about regulation. At some point in the future, we should talk about the regulation on cigars. Um, there's some interesting stuff about that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I, <clears throat> I had, I, I and I'll, I'll I'll mention this. This might be a good closer with the cigar finishing here. Um, a guy who I like to watch, who reviews cigars and has a likes cigars that I like. That's why I like mm-hmm. to watch him because his palate's similar to mine. <clears throat> He had people hammering him, oh, why don't you say something about the government regulations? Why don't you tell everybody to sign a petition? <laughs> Basically, he said, look, uh, you take, if every person that enjoys cigars could sign a petition, it wouldn't be enough to move the government. Um, that's why the idea of shrinking government matters across the board. Because when you get into something um, like this, it just. It makes it hard for a little guy to make some really awesome cigars and sell them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, but the, the the big companies they can they can handle it they can navigate through mm-hmm. that. But you miss, um, you know, just getting some really nice, unique, wonderful cigars. And it's, it's that's
0: any industry mm-hmm. that you try to regulate, mm-hmm. um, and they're all regulated, pretty much, aren't they? Yeah. Can you think of one industry that's totally unregulated? I don't know if is LASIKs. Lasix isn't very regulated, but it's probably Lasik Vision. It's thing? probably tied oh, close yeah. enough to the medical. Field There's that so much liability. <clears throat> there? Yeah. Yeah. Mean yeah. you screw up somebody's eyesight. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, I. God God instituted government, so I know it's not inherently bad, but. It sure does seem to get in the way. I think maybe its job is to put the brakes on. Well, it, a little, it is. But the, the yeah, we'll, we'll unpack this
1: next time. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to finish
0: that conversation. Because
1: laws are different than regulations. And Amen. I, wish, I would like Amen. that. I would love to have a lawyer that could <laughs> that could explain the difference. But oh man, yeah. I, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll tackle that one, law the difference between laws and regulations next time. Ooh, write that down. This is a good cigar, and I'm I'm okay with wrapping it up. If you want to wrap, I'm still going to smoke this cigar till it's done.
0: So. Right on. Well, uh, I guess that's going to be it for today. So thanks for joining us. Uh, we welcome your comments in the section below. Get a hold of us. Send us emails or uh, let us know what you think. Uh, cigar recommendations. Whatever. We just like to hear from you. Yeah. And uh, with that, we'll talk to you next week.